Welcome to Outwitting the Manipulator, the podcast that gives you powerful techniques to protect yourself as a manipulation is taking place. Now here are your hosts, authors, and communication experts, Robin Golinski and Dr. Dennis Becker. Hello, everybody. Robin here, along with Dennis for episode six, and we're very excited to cover, we're going to cover five of the most commonly used manipulative tactics today. And these tactics are often used in the same conversation. So your ability to be able to identify them as they're occurring is an important skill to have. They are ambiguity, apophysis, conflation, changing the subject, and repetition. So Dennis, it's a lot to cover in today's episode. What are your thoughts? It's it's a lot to cover, but on the other hand, as you said, these are the most commonly used conversation manipulators. And the thing is that, as we've said before here, folks, they don't happen in isolation. These kind of things, particularly what we're talking about today, are often used in combination with other tactics. So even though we're going through these things one at a time and identifying them singularly, you must recognize that they happen together. And we'll, as we go along, we'll try to give you an examples of how they're happening together. And we're going to talk about them individually so that you get to identify them individually. But be re- reminded constantly that they often happen with another tactic, not one at a time. But we do single them out to help you. And right. and remember, if you're just finding us now, it's important that you listen to episodes one through three. So you have the foundation. We won't, we typically will give you a specific response customized to your manipulator, whether it's ethos, pathos, or logos. We don't really have time to do that for each one today. So we're going to give you general, what you need to do generally with that tactic. And maybe, maybe one or two, we could do ethos, pathos, logos, but that'll be your homework. You take Mm -hmm. it from there and apply Mm -hmm. that lesson. So ambiguity is the first one. Yeah. Oh, I think we all know what ambiguity means. It's just, uh, what? What are you talking about? What? You know, <laughs> I think I of understand. these as fence straddlers. <laughs> I literally think of somebody with a foot on either side of a fence yeah. and they refuse to go on one side or the other. Yeah, yeah. And, and for obvious reasons, because they don't want to be pinned down and they want you to feel confused or lost in the situation because that's their goal to control your emotions and your behaviors. So uh, they will often that be ambiguous. And- plausible deniability right oh, they, they, they gives that. them an out that's the door always that <laughs> there's always, always that. that and typically it goes back to one of the other things that we talked about when they have that that door they blame it on you right blame oh well you are this or you're that so they'll blame you for the yeah. reason or that's and not it, what i meant it's no, very yeah. easy to say that when you're ambiguous yeah 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 Jeez, you don't understand anything. What are you talking about? This is, of course, what I meant. That's the kind of reaction that you're going to get. So don't feel bad if you hear that sort of a thing, because they're just being purposely ambiguous with you. But you need to listen closely for ambiguity, because it's easy for a polite person just to accept it instead of drilling down. Mm -hmm. So when it's ambiguous, and that means it's unclear, they're Mm -hmm. not clearly saying what they really mean. This is the part that may make you feel uncomfortable, but remember, this is about self-protection. So you're not always going to feel natural or comfortable. What you need to do when it's ambiguous is be persistent in asking Mm -hmm. clarifying questions. That's the key right there, asking clarifying questions. When you don't understand something, don't automatically assume it's you. 
it may very well be that this is a tactic being used against you. So please begin to feel comfortable asking clarifying questions. What did you mean by when you said this, were you talking about which one of those two things? Ask those kind of clarifying questions to be clear. For sure, ignoring it, it's going to come back to haunt you and bite oh, you, you later. Can't, you can't ignore it. You, can, you can't now ignore any of these. There's a lot of bosses practice. like this, right, Dennis? They don't oh. give, they're not good delegators in our yeah. in our corporate coaching world. They're, they're in, not specific. That's interesting too, Robin, because they don't always mean it as a manipulative tactic. They're just not very good at giving direction. Mm, sometimes. Well, sometimes they also want to be able to blame you either way, well, right? Sure, sure. It's It's... I, I, I've, I've, I've coached a lot of people who work for people like this, and it's it's a very difficult. Yeah, uh, but you know, we both have had position. clients. I've had a line clients who are not. I wouldn't call them manipulators. They just are not very good at giving clear directions, and that's different than being an, a manipulator. It's intent. We we always yeah. We, we don't always know the intent, but that's why we want to look at patterns. Exactly. And you can also play dumb. That's a technique with amb- ambiguity. This is a good thing to do maybe with an ethos person because you're referring to their status or their their knowledge. All right. So, oh, I, I don't know. Well, should it should it be green or white? What do you think? I mean, you probably know best. So you're trying to pin them down. That's yep. another technique that will help. I'll give you a slight option to that one. Now, this is going to sound a little bit strange because it it feels like you're you're moving backwards, but it's a technique you can use. You can say, you get the ambiguous commentary and you say, I, gee, I thought I, I thought I understood that, but I, help me understand what you mean by. Now, when you say, help me understand what you mean by, that feels like you're not being strong. It feels like you're not being assertive. Mm -hmm. The fact is you are you are using the tactic right back to them and causing them to clarify by asking that question. They think they've got you, but no, you really have controlled that by simply asking them to clarify what they mean. Dennis is always good at the more polite approach, if you haven't noticed, and mm. I'm more the direct approach, and you want to pick the one that you think will work best. I would take verbatim what Dennis says and write it on a post-it note and stick it up because it's just phrased that way is very powerful. Help yeah, see, that, me understand. That way you can blame me if it doesn't work. There you go. <laughs> Didn't say it was your fault. I said I was going to blame you. There you go. Let's talk about, oh, well, Dennis, you know, uh, yeah, right. I this one, we we this. joke about this one all the time. Apophysis. 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 Weird word. You, gotta, you can even learn to say the word apophysis. Whoever talks about that, you don't hear it in the news or you don't have people use it in conversation. You don't hear that word, but you do hear the tactic. You sure (laughs) do. All the time. (laughs) It is very popular. So I'm not going to talk about politics here, but let me give you this example about Trump. That was it right there. In a prior episode. (laughs) No, that was it. That was apophysis. It is, right? It says, I'm not going you, to talk about. I know, about. I'm just laughing because we actually said yeah, that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, well, he's such, a, he's, he's such an easy example because he's he given does, us so much He does material. a great demonstration of many of these. Um, he does, yeah. So apophysis, when you say something that you're not going to do, and then you do it anyway. I'm not going to talk about Judy's crazy hairdo, the, the ugly clothes that she wears. I just want to talk about the way she talks to people. We're not going to focus on your lack of preparation, Dennis. We're going to focus on what what you have brought here today to the meeting. So it's a, See, it's an underhanded, me, sneaky she, she way. She me again. She blamed me again. <laughs> she loved to do these things. <laughs> but that's what apophysis is. Yeah. That is so, it's, it's so, it's so common. We hear it all the time. And you may be doing it. 
And you, you, you may not consider yourself a manipulator, but when you do that, that is called apophysis, and it is a tremendously popular and very effective tactic for a manipulator because it puts it's, something out there in the air. Uh, right. Even, and then they can deny it. You they can't can unring it. a bell. Nope. Yep. Nope. Well, well, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I said we weren't going to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, so what a good response here, if you're comfortable with it, a good response is using pure humor, just laughing and saying, wow, that's that's really clever. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's you, really, so we're I mean, not going to talk about it, but you're already talking. You're about talking it. about it. That's so you're, yeah. Now, remember what you're doing there is you're putting that manipulator on notice that you see it for what it is. Right. You're not curing that person. You're not changing them. Mm-hmm. You're letting them know I'm one step ahead of you. So apophysis is a good one. But like, you know, last one of the other episodes, we talked about the use of humor. This is one of the places you can kind of use humor a little bit and say, oh, how clever. Of it. Look, you said you're not going to talk about it. And there you are talking about it. You can kind of do that with a little bit of laughter and you get away with it. But calling it out is the main issue. That's the main thing. All right. So let's change the like subject, Dennis. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the next one we want to talk okay. about. That tactic. A manipulator would never declare they're changing the subject. They are so <laughs> adept at just, just do it. sliding into the next subject. Oh, they just I think do of it. this almost like squirrel, right? So you're talking to someone uh, like, <laughs> let's say uh, you're manipulating me and I'm trying to pin you down on something. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you say, did you ever Squirrel. hear back from your mom? Is she coming this weekend? There you, you know, go. In another direction, quick. They act as though, <laughs> they may act as though they just thought of something, whatever, but it's a, yeah. a complete redirect, changing the subject. Yeah. Most of us don't pick up on this at all. Yeah. We by don't, the way, did you, by the way, did you ever, that kind of a thing. When you hear that, yes. by the way, thing, that's usually an introduction to the attempt to change this. By the way, what happened to mm-hmm, changing And you'll notice- this happens when you're trying to pin the manipulator down on something. Yeah. You, the, so a big part of what we're teaching you to do, besides notice these specific little tactics, it's notice patterns. So mm-hmm. if you have someone who changes the subject and it looks completely innocent, they're vi- remember, they're very good at this. Mm-hmm. It looks completely innocent, like they just thought of it in the moment, but they're calculating they yeah. have all of those subject changes in their back pocket. Yeah. So, so a tech, one of the techniques, Robin, that you can use with this is you, you kind of play a little bit dumb. You say, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. I, you were just talking about such and such. And now you want to go, hell, which one of the two subjects do you want to discuss here? This is calling them out, letting them know that they have changed the subject from one thing to another. And, and then you most likely they'll it. change to a third subject. And when they you do go, that. I guess, it's again, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I feel, oh, wait a minute. Now you're really losing me. Can we stay yeah, on it's one topic very before slippery. we go to another one? Yeah. That's... And they won't. By the no, way, this no. just because we tell you these techniques, <laughs> don't think for one minute that we think that your that this technique is going to work and all of a sudden your manipulator is going to stay on the subject. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know better. They won't. Remember, mm-hmm. the purpose of this is to put them on notice mm-hmm. that you're paying attention. You've got mm-hmm. to remember that. It's mm-hmm. not about, oh, that didn't work because he changed the subject anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't it's work every when, in, time too. consistency. In, in oh, their, now we're now we're talking about a third subject. 
So, and it can feel very uncomfortable for you, very uncomfortable if, if this person is someone you like, or you're trying to, or you're, you're just not the type of person to be confrontational. And I don't even want you to think of it as confrontational because you won't no. do it. No, it's no. about letting them know. And Dennis, you can give the more gentle way to do it because it really is a self, it's a self-protection, Robin. That's what we're here. We're trying to help folks find ways to protect themselves in real time as a thing is happening. But as Robin said, it is happening. And all of a sudden you protect yourself by saying or doing something like we said. And guess what? Another one's happening. You got to do it. And here comes another one. Mm-hmm. They do it all the yeah, it's, it's very exhausting to be in it conversation is. with a manipulator. It takes a lot of strength and a lot of preparation. So I'm sure, I'm we, sure don't we, don't e- to, we don't have to tell people that. I don't think. Robin. Well, I mean, know, people who've it. never really had the experience may not realize it, but no, you also, you're going to fail over and over again. Forget about that. Just try it. it honestly, if, if they use 10 tactics in a conversation mm-hmm. and five of them, you let them know that you see it happening. Mm-hmm. You're still ahead of the game. You're way ahead of most people. And also you're letting the manipulator know this person, this target is a lot of work. So if yeah. it's very much in the beginning and they have options, they're probably going to move on to someone else. That's exactly what they'll do. See, manipulators like to work with people that they can control. Remember, controls the whole thing. And they're the always testing, testing, they're testing. They're always finding, can I, can, am I still in control? Can I control this? Or how about if I use mm-hmm. this thing? Let me, oh, I can do how about this? Wait Try a minute. That. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As soon as they know and notice that you have called them out each time and then we keep we keep telling you that. Call them out. Let them know that you're you're, you're on to them. As so, no matter how many ta- tactics they use, if you call them out each time, eventually you know what happens. Ah, this is not worth my time. It's just not worth. I'm going. And they move on. It's not worth yeah, my. They're time playing my a game effort. to win, yep. and they like to win, and yep. they yep. get glee from every little win they have. So, so if you take you take away essentially you take away a win. Yes. When you call them out. Now, you're not going to change them. Don't, let's not go down that path. You're not going to change them. You're not going to have all oh, them. No, do it again. No, forget no. about that. Just no, give no. that up. Just we have it. to remind you of that all along. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk about conflation. Talk about the art of <laughs> this is an artful tactic in which two independent subjects are conflated together to see to seem as though they're they're related even though they're not and this can also sneak up on you this is another one that you know i kind of i always one of my favorites is of course is apophysis i love to say the word but i mean my favorite tactic that i see all the time is apophysis and that is one that often gets combined with conflation can you give an example they'll say they're not going to talk about one thing and then they'll talk about the other but okay. they're really talking about the first yep. thing that they said. They're conflating two things. They're making two things seem somehow related. When truthfully, maybe they are in their mind, but in a discussion at the moment and in your preservation of your own self-control, you don't want to conflate those two things and don't allow them to be conflated just because they may sound the same. And this is an, it gets combined with changing the subject, as we just talked about. Yes. We'll conflate two particularly different things. And, and, and they're talking usually fast and with conviction. 
Oh, yeah. So this is where I want to recognize that. Yeah, it can be very difficult for you to put the, hit that pause button. Mm-hmm. They're not going to respect your need for clarity. But you, you know, do it anyway because you're doing it to let them know I'm paying attention. Those two subjects come in, have like, nothing to Robin, do with each I'm, other. I'm sick and tired of talking about this. These people come into our country and all they want to do is take our jobs for crying out loud. They come in here. They, we lose jobs because of that. And my taxes are so related to the loss of my work that I can see that mm-hmm. the first one about people coming into the country conflated with all of a sudden paying taxes. Mm-hmm. They conflated two things right there. This is the way you hear. Could it. you oh, argue that there's a relationship? Yes, but it would take a lot of time and it's, it's so seamlessly done in conversation. It, 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 they're so good with words, right? And so what can you, what can you do? All right. When you feel like conflation is happening, you can simply say, look, be very direct. Look, you said two different things there. Tell me which one you want to talk about. You said immigration and you said taxes. Which and they won't comply. They won't comply. See, the problem with you is you can't keep track when I'm talking. And they'll blame you that you're not capable of keeping track of two things at one time. <laughs> so <laughs> you're just going to get it coming at you from every direction. Do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hold on. Now you've got, now you've got three topics. Which one? My, my stupidity, immigration, or taxes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Call them out like that. Call them out. You are giving them notice that you know what they're doing. And I'll tell you, eventually, they will say, oh, geez, it's not working. It's too much work. And they move on to somebody else. Absolutely. I'm going to add another thing in there, Dennis, which is when you're in a group, and somebody's being manipulative to a person and there's others listening, participating, observing, you are doing a huge favor by have to everyone else by having the courage to say mm-hmm. these things mm-hmm. because you're prompting other people's thinking mm-hmm. and them going, Oh, that's a good point. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she said that I was thinking that too, but I didn't want to say anything. Mm-hmm. So you're really helping a lot by you're helping yourself by letting them know I get, I'm on to you, but you're that's also an, helping if anybody else is listening. That's a really important point, Robin, because in, in when we think about group dynamics and all the research we have and the knowledge we know about group dynamics, we know that people just don't have whatever the courage, the desire to speak up first. To be the right. oh, I don't want to be the only one. I mean, I'm, I think, it's, a, think it's uncomfortable. No. They but make it uncomfortable too, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, because they may you, mock you. But if you have the, the 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 courage and this sense of language and the techniques we're talking about to start it off, you'd be surprised how often other people say, "Yeah, yeah, I go." No, no, she's right. No, I get it. I get it. But people in groups just have a hesitancy to be the first one to speak up in the group, to take part in the conversation until someone else like you has the courage to call them out on it. You don't have to be mean and nasty about it. You know, as we said in other episodes, and we're even saying now you can use humor sometimes. You talk about so many things at one time, which one is the, you can do it like that. So it kind of sounds a little bit like it, it, informal, not acute. I'm save a little face because yep, yep, they yep, need that. Yep. All right. Our out. final thing today is actually I want to call back to when we talked about blame, Dennis, and mm. when you're being blamed for something that's not your fault, we talked about using something called the broken record technique that mm-hmm. millennials and Z 
generation may not understand, but when a record skips, you know, gets a scratch, it skips and repeats the same thing over again. So we talked about repeating something over and over again, like I will not be blamed for this. Now that is also, even though that's a technique to use against the manipulator, the power of that is also a manipulative tactic in repetition of false information. So the manipulator will create a false fact I guess I would call it a theme, right, Dennis? They would create a theme. Let's say I want you to think you're fat and ugly, Dennis. Let's just say that because that's mm-hmm. fun. And, you know, <laughs> He's have... not fat or ugly, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> let's say I want to, him. So I'm going to weave that into everything I say. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. Even if it's not true, mm-hmm. eventually, if I repeat it enough, Dennis will believe it begin to believe it that's right now i mean do we really have to point this out and you know folks read the paper watch the news listen to the radio this is what they do i mean this is exactly what you have technique yes and sometimes it's called propaganda you get the same thing repeated over and over and over again and then eventually people begin to believe it because news you know News used to be very independent. So if I watched the news in Chicago, I would see completely different headlines, national headlines than I would see maybe in Detroit because it would be the journalist would had independence. Now, if you've watched some of those videos, there is control at the top and it's a very consistent message because they have learned repeating information gets acceptance. Now we're not going to get into all that. Our goal is to help you be a critical thinker an independent thinker that makes you a non-target for any kind of manipulation, whether it's a individual or, or a a government or a religion or whatever, it doesn't matter. True or false. It doesn't matter. Once it's repeated and repeated, you begin to think that it's really true. So you got to be really careful about that just because you hear something. If you question it and you're not sure, oh, then you hear it again. And then you still doesn't feel up, oh, but then you hear it again. Eventually you begin to question your own self. Maybe I yes. maybe it is true. That's what repetition is designed to do. To make you think that because you've heard it so many times, it must be true. And I mean, and we've seen it, so many examples of this in the world that we're not going to go into them, particularly with politics. But but one of the phenomena happens. I would like to point out, because it's a personal pet peeve of mine, is let's say um, Joe Rogan it, it did an interview with Robert Malone. I think it was Robert Malone. Anyway, it was four hours long. So NPR went and gave their interpretation of it and took things completely out of context. And then I knew people who were repeating what they heard. But when I asked those people, did you listen to all four hours? Because obviously there's a lot of nuance in in communication. It's very complicated context and everything changes the meaning. No, they hadn't. So this is an interesting phenomenon. It's the repetition, right? So be aware of this. If you're doing, it doesn't matter what you know, what your, any of your beliefs are, but you want to go to the source is my point. You want to go directly to the source. If somebody tells you, oh, that book is bad. That's a bad book. You shouldn't read it. It's homophobic or it's whatever. Make up your own mind, go and buy the book because this is America. You should have freedom of speech and you should be able to make up your own mind. I trust the people 
that they're smart enough to figure it out. And we're going to help you get smarter because it's really important that you see these manipulative tactics and this repetition thing is so ubiquitous and pervasive Mm -hmm. that it sneaks up on you and you find yourself repeating the mantra without having stopped and said, wait, do I really believe that? Mm -hmm. Do I think that? And you notice that, that we've titled this particular tactic repetition of false information. We did not say repetition of facts. And oftentimes that's what they they say it is. It's a fact. We've called it false information rather than fact. Now there's a whole, of course, we all remember, well, maybe we don't all remember, but there was one period of time when a fact was also defined as having alternative facts. So, well, yeah, that's a slippery slope, but I say, make up your own mind, but go to the source. Do not let people tell you what your opinion is. I don't care who they are. Make up your own mind. And uh, with that, I think it's time up for us to move to the media moment. Oh, yes. The R&D media moment. So. I watched a show, actually, Dennis and I both watched it, a show called The Morning Show that came out in 2019. Mm -hmm. And if producer Dave can run the clip, we'll talk a bit about this show. I'm ready. Most people want to trust that the person that is telling them about the world is an honest person. Like you. Yes. All right. So this dives into the world of what we just talked about, actually, news and journalism. And what I think is really this show does well is it gets into the complexity of what it is to be human, because oftentimes we want to simplify things. And particularly when it comes to news, social media and sound bites, everything becomes very uh, simplified and we need to be wary of this. So in this show, they they go into this gray area and this slippery slope where, yes, you want to be able to trust people and you trust certain characters only to find out they're complex, they're a complex human being and they have weak moments and they make bad choices. And this is what we all need to realize is that it's very complicated being human and it's it's really, really interesting to look at each one of these characters who can both be loved and hated simultaneously. And I think that's one thing that's a good takeaway is learning how to hold conflicting emotions and allow for the complexity of being human. And it's also a great peek behind the scenes of how manipulative television is. And we all know that, but this is this is a look behind the curtain. So I highly recommend this show. And uh, I think we're wrapping up. We are. And we want to thank you for being with us today. And remember, whichever of these tactics, we've talked about several of them today, whichever of these tactics you happen to notice, and this is your homework, try to notice them and identify them, whichever one it is, call them out. Stop right there. What do you mean by? Acknowledge it. You said You said this, but you also said that. Let them know that you are paying attention and that you are not simply being a passive receiver of whatever tactic it is that they're trying to employ with you. The more you call them out, 
and identify it. And they may get angry with you after doing it. They may yell at you and shout. There's another technique. The more you call it out, stand up for yourself, make them understand that you are aware of what they're doing. The more you do that, the less you will be a target to the manipulator. They don't want you to know. They want to control what you know, what you think you know. So our, our, our main message today is call them out. Don't be afraid to say what you see happening, even though you may have to suffer the consequence, even call that out. That's our main message today. So next week, or next, I keep saying next week, because I don't know if we're here weekly or not, but when you hear us, you may hear us one right after the other. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about something different. Again, another another tactic. But next week, we want to talk a little bit too about the environment within which you hear all of these tactics used. We're going to talk about the context within which they're used, the, the, the world in which you see them and feel them. And particularly, there's an interesting one we'll be talking about next time, the use of a surrogate. So far, we've been talking about things coming to you and happening to you through and by a, a specific manipulator. Next week, something different. What happens when it's someone who is not the manipulator? who you actually like maybe and you feel good with how does a surrogate get used to manipulate you that's our main topic for next week and until that time for robin galinsky i'm dr dennis becker saying thanks for listening and bye for now thank you for being with us today on today's episode of outwitting the manipulator protecting yourself in real time Robin and Dennis are seasoned communication experts, not medical or therapeutic professionals. The thoughts and opinions expressed are their own. If you, a loved one, or a friend are in an abusive or controlling relationship, you will find additional resources in the show notes for today's episode. Their book, Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time, is available on Amazon and Kindle. We invite you to be with us again next time. Robin and Dennis will discuss ways of outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time.